Hello and welcome to Geek Cinema Podcast, a podcast dedicated to geeky, nerdy, and fanboy or fangirl movies alike. I'm Everett, and welcome to our episode over David Ayer's Suicide Squad. This You've heard everybody else's opinion already on the internet, because this movie has been so divisive in such a small amount of time, which I guess just means everybody went to see it in the same weekend. But anyway, now you'll get to hear our opinion, the opinion you've, I'm sure you've been waiting for this entire time. Which I think we're, we our thoughts were pretty well collected, and we weren't that divisive in our group anyway. Just so you know, there are spoilers, of course, for the movie. So if you haven't seen it yet, I don't know what you're doing here. Um, there is also a spoiler for the help and for the video game Arkham City. Other than that, guys, enjoy the conversation. Alright, who else is there? Trenton. That's it. Yeah. Trent, Kendall, Neverett. That's it? Cool. Is it? It's cool. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> as long as we have your approval. Yes, I guess that'll do. Uh, I don't know about that Trent guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about me either. <laughs> I wouldn't want to fight me neither. Remember that line <laughs> from Spider-Man? Oh, wow. That's what Flash Thompson yeah, says. Yeah, Flash Thompson says that. I wouldn't want to find me neither. What a douche. <laughs> so we haven't uh, spoken to you, Kyle, uh, since Saturday, right? Yep. When we did our stream. But we haven't spoken yep. to Trent since... Independence Day? Resurgence? That would it's be been, the one, yeah. I guess. Wow. Whew. And this is our second... Uh. Technically, this is our fourth uh, new movie of the summer to do a podcast over because we started, kicked it off mm-hmm. with Civil War, which technically wasn't summer, but we're going to throw it in there anyway because it was included in our summer box office bets, which you can go back and check right. that out if you want to, listeners. And then uh, we did a short, uh, non-nerdy 30 episode over Finding Dory. And then we did Independence Day Resurgence, and now we are here with Suicide Squad. Sweet! The third installment into the DC Extended Universe. And I've got a lot to say about it, guys. I've been... So you guys saw it yesterday morning? Uh, no, we saw it Friday, Friday. Same. Um, we saw it Friday at 4.05. And with this, um, I wasn't super excited because have you, have you seen the other two movies? Uh, that being Man of Steel and BVS? Yes. I've seen Man of Steel, but I didn't really pay attention. So Mm -hmm. I half watched it and I have not seen BVS. Okay. With, uh, those two movies, I did not enjoy either. So I had no huge expectations for this movie. I thought I knew it was going to be different. So it could be more enjoyable for me, but uh, at the same time, I just don't trust Warner Brothers with superhero movies. Uh, ex- with the the, I think the best job they did with the, was with the Dark Knight movies because they pretty much gave Chris Nolan the entire reins for that uh, whole deal. Whereas with these movies, they love just taking control, and they do a freaking terrible job every time. I don't know what their problem is. Yeah. 
what um, they think. Like, so, we'll take control of it. We'll take, like, we've got this, but then they do a bad job every time. Yeah. So we'll go around. Like, I want to start with Kendall and then Trent and then Kyle, and then I'll close it out with uh, our first, like, just a uh, quick enjoyed or didn't enjoy for the most part, you know, of basically 50% or uh, over so kindle did you enjoy the movie i started not and then i did okay so by the end of the movie you enjoyed it Mm -hmm. as a whole i don't know but at least halfway through at some point i decided i really like this Mm -hmm. so and trent um it started pretty strong but overall i mean the whole entire film was i think a huge mess yeah I can see mess being a word to describe it. And then Kyle? Um, I j- did my best to not spoil myself with any uh, trailers. Like, I haven't seen any trailers for it in a long time or anything like that. And I was trying to stay away from, uh, like, reviews or anything because I know whenever Batman vs. Superman came out, I heard, like, just on, like, seeing online and people talking, saying, like, their, their reviews for it had been bad, like, before it came out. And so that kind of gave me, like, a, a bad view of it. Like, I was looking like, what's wrong with this? Instead of just a completely fresh view. Mm. And so the same thing kind of happened with this one, where I was spoiled, where people were saying that it wasn't getting good reviews. And so I just went into it going, like, man, I really want it to be good. Like, I want to disagree with the critics, but, like, what 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 are they not liking about it? And so I liked it at first. It was very different um, right off the bat, which we'll get into that as far as, um, the look and feel of it and everything like that. But I like the beginning of it, the introduction of the characters. And, and I still think the characters are really strong, but then it, it just quickly went downhill um, once once it got to the uh, conflict of the story as far as the villain and everything. Um, that's immediately when I thought, okay, this is why it's wrong with it. And then it just completely went downhill from mm-hmm. there. And there were parts where uh, the, the main cast of it redeemed it or uh, had redeemed parts of it, but I still think that um, just the overall plot of the movie is was just not good, and where it, yeah, it, like Trent said, it was just messy all over the place, and so mm. so overall, I liked it, but uh, like I liked the the uh, the concept of it and the characters, I think were well executed, but it's just the plot of it was what I have the problem with. And this was interesting. I was excited to get your opinion because you liked. Did you like both the last two movies, or did you? Or did you not um, care I think for the I've said that uh, both of them I did like a lot, but I definitely, um, especially with Batman versus Superman, I was like, I, if I was the director, I would have changed a lot of things that were totally have restructured the movie. But uh, but overall, I think I still enjoy them. So, okay. So it's yes and no, I guess. But uh, And so that's kind of where I stand with this one. So this was so far your least favorite. Is that what you're saying? No. Um, I don't know. I'd have to watch it again to get a better... Uh, view of it but i think it was more fun to watch for me yeah um where batman versus superman and as well as for the most part man of steel they were very like you have to go in the theater and you know put your serious face on (laughs) uh you know enjoy you know like focus on the movie you know everything like like this isn't the kind of thing where if i had a bunch of friends over i'd say hey let's watch batman versus superman where suicide squad is a little bit more of a fun uh you know uh, movie where you know I could I could watch it with a group of people or something like that where uh, the other two are kind of like a you know I'm, I'm by myself on a Friday night so what am I going to watch Ooh, Batman vs Superman I'll pop that in um, where this one it's just more of a fun movie so I I, pr- I would probably enjoyed it in that way more um, yeah. but uh, I don't know 
We'll, we'll we'll get into it a little bit. Yeah. So, but I wouldn't say it's my least favorite of the of the three DCU movies so far. Um, I don't know. I haven't I haven't given that a lot of thought. Well, let me come back to that. Yeah. Which yeah, I was gonna say for me, I didn't really care for the film. So this is three for strike three really for me. Yeah. But I'll say uh for this movie yeah it did seem like. I'll say it was a little more interesting to me than the past two movies they've released, but mm-hmm. my main issue I took with this is the same with Batman and Superman, but in different ways, because both of those movies so far have felt forced to me. The first one felt forcefully trying to be artsy with its look, yeah. uh, but it didn't like come off that way. Uh, the BVS was forcibly dark to the point where it was unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Just in my brain, it was so hard to not think, God, they're really pushing the darkness on this, on this movie. And then this mm-hmm. movie, it was forcibly ridiculous. Like it was so obvious. They're trying to, um, well, I, I don't want to say they were trying to run off that Deadpool money because they were working on this movie about the same time I think they probably started about the same time which was one reason Deadpool was so like amazing is because it came out a lot quicker than Suicide Squad did but you can definitely tell like they they feel so many parts I was like really I mean we just saw that a few months back they were definitely advertising Mm -hmm. you know we can make fun superhero movies too yeah obviously taking nods at Marvel yeah which Marvel had had the uh the huge success from Guardians of the Galaxy, which was super lighthearted and great. And then they also, right after that, they released Ant-Man, which was very funny. And then uh, Fox comes out with Deadpool, and that goes over huge, uh, tripling, quadrupling its budget. And uh, this just seems like it's trying to run and run all mm-hmm. around with that idea. Specifically but the introduction of the characters. So I immediately was like, okay, why don't you just copy Deadpool and put the (laughs) title on it? Good God. Yeah. That was terrible. I thought, like, yeah, I did notice they they stole a lot of the details from, uh, or a lot of of specific parts from Deadpool, which is interesting because, like you said, they... They started filming around the same time, mm-hmm. but if you if you'll go back, which I know you don't, you didn't watch trailers, and that was before around then was before I stopped watching them. But um, you see the very first Suicide Squad trailer. It came out, and I was like bought in. I was loving it because it's very it was very gritty and yeah. very, it wasn't ridiculous at all. It, it was very serious like and like uh, dark. it had a had the dark tone while it yeah. still looked fun uh, because it's villains. Um, and then everything that they added in that I really thought was ridiculous was all the CGI, the post, uh, the all the editing stuff that yeah. they did. Where yeah, the introduction of the characters because they you know gave their like file pro like their profile on this side of it and everything like that, and then had like the purple and green smoke everywhere. Like all of that is post filming, and so they added that in after Deadpool came out. Yeah, that's what I was just now thinking because they've had what? When did Deadpool come out? March? Uh, February. February, yeah. So they've had probably all that time was post, and I that I can completely see that happening. Like they see the movie and they're like, "We gotta add graphics. We gotta add 
uh, and when it says rid- pink yeah, unicorns, rid- make that pink. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and yeah, so like we see that first trailer that came out, and I was like, yeah, that's awesome. And then after Deadpool came out, they released a second trailer, and that was with like the Bohemian Rhapsody was like the the track for it, and so it was a lot more like fun and everything mm-hmm. like that, lots more explosions. And then yeah, they added a lot more like a cartoony feel. They changed the logo uh, from being like just a flat black with a metal Suicide Squad logo um, to like a that cartoonish looking uh, purple and green neon everywhere yeah Yeah, which i I did not like and i was just kind of hoping that was the you know as soon as i walked into the theater on friday they have like a big cereal bowl with like like all the different characters logos as like the pieces of cereal and i was just like okay hopefully this is just like the marketing team went a little off the rails and this doesn't reflect the movie (laughs) at all but really they did reflect the movie very well and so uh so yeah so i i feel like they it was all of the post um editing uh, or post-filming uh, editing that it is what made it not good for me as far as even the the look of um, the uh, the bad guy. Uh, I, I don't think they even said his name, the brother of Enchantress, which I'm sure he has a name, uh, but I don't think they ever said it. Incubus is what he's called. Was that it? Okay. Uh, yeah, him, like, all just all his effects, like, his weird, his weird tentacle that he used to take down everything, like, it just all looks yeah. so cartoony to it me. Um, it wasn't good CGI at all. It was almost intentionally uh, to be like bright and fun, and so uh, um, so I think most of my problems come with the the editing. Which it would be funny if they really did like take that if they did make try to make the CGI. You know, we got to make it more like the CGI more ridiculous, like Deadpool was. But the only reason the CGI was obvious in Deadpool was because yeah, they had a they low budget. budget. <laughs> yeah. So don't steal that from them. You you have the budget for it. <laughs> don't steal that element. And then all the other things like the uh, like good elements, things that made Deadpool unique and fun, like the uh, I forget the name of the song, but like uh, X X gonna give it to you the rap the rap song that they played in that uh, was a good like track throughout the movie that was in Deadpool. Yeah, the Deadpool rap. Are you, are you yeah, not that part? The um, salt and pepper song. Like whenever the shoop. Yeah, Salt and Pepper, oh, okay. yeah, the Shoop song at the beginning. And then later on, it's like, X, go and give it to you. Go and give it to you. That song, it's like a rap song. Yeah. Um, and uh, that, so those, like, are big, tr- like, hit tracks throughout it um, that aren't part of, like, the score, but they're they're hit songs that are in, this, in the movie. Yeah, on the soundtrack. And they kind of made it fun and, and everything like that. And he even, like, pokes fun at them, like, you know, hit the, you know, cue the music. Um, but then they, they took that one element, like Everett, you see all the time, they take one element from a movie that mm-hmm. worked, and then they exploit it too much and overdo it. And so they did that where I counted like uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different hit tracks in this movie that were like Without Me by Eminem, oh, Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody, Seven uh, Seven Nation Army, um, the I Started a Joke, which was actually a, an interesting cover of that song, uh, 21 Pilots song and some Skrillex song. And so they just like totally overdid it. It was like the whole movie was just a music video. Yeah, yeah. Um, so totally that bugged me that. a lot. So that's something obviously after the filming that they they would have added in. And so, so yeah, I do think that they, this, the success of Deadpool definitely influenced this movie, but not in a good way where they, they took poor elements or they, they didn't pull it off as well. Um, and so they weren't as original in that way. Yeah. So, funny. Uh, but yeah, there was a, a, a different version that David Ayer, the director made, and then the, and then Warner Butter, brothers edited it. And then they kind of said like, okay, which version's better? And they, for whatever reason, went with Warner brothers version of it, mm-hmm. which is the one we got. So, um, which, yeah, we'll probably never see David Ayer's version of it um, as far as how he wanted it edited and everything. Yeah, a funny thing I've heard is that the movie is just one big commercial to sell the merchandise and the soundtrack. Mm. 
yeah. Yeah, which we talked about it a bit on the Batman movie, or the BVS, is that Warner Brothers is trying so hard to catch up with Marvel because they're already 13 yeah. movies in, and so they're like, we got to get on, get the... Obviously, they, they weren't 13 movies in with uh, Man of Steel, but they're like, we got to get on the ball, so... I pointed out that's what BVS felt like. They threw in everybody they have, including one of their biggest yeah. villains that was in the movie for what five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, and then this movie they threw in like <laughs> how many villains? Eight, nine villains onto one. Yeah. Team. Obviously, it's based on a real comic storyline, and I think that this kind of apparently they were already working on this in two thousand nine. But to me, it felt kind of like that Guardians thing where it's a very obscure Marvel comic that did so well. And so that seemed like this kind of felt like that, too. This uh, They finally got the ball rolling on this in 2014 when Guardians came out. So I, I kind of felt mm-hmm. like that, too. Like They're like, oh, we just got to do some obscure group of characters and then... And then it'll be successful, yeah. but uh, yeah, like they advertise it in the in the trailers as like worst superheroes ever, and so that's kind of the idea of like or the concept of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is that they're they're the kind of the B team superheroes, but then they team together and they actually do well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, maybe they were trying to to go off that that success too in the in the DC world, but yeah, so so I think that. Um, like I'm looking on Rotten Tomatoes right now, and the critics have given it 26, which I I, I think is pretty low. Um, like I, I don't think I would have rated it that low, but audiences have given it 73, so it's, it's very, not a it's, it's not a low rating. It's just a low percentage of critics who that is just 20 percent, 26 percent of critics enjoyed it out of. Uh, oh, so they just give it kind of a pass or fail. 200, okay, yeah, 244 critics. Okay. Uh, reviewed it, and 63 of them liked it. 181 gotcha. did not. I will say that for the record, I had more fun with Independence Day Resurgence. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Because those were really? two, two movies that, that got like critically uh, beaten down. Bashed, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I really, man, I, I still, you know, like I said, I'm a fan of the uh, the other DC movies. I don't hate them, but I do realize that they've had their faults. And so I was really, man, I was hoping and praying that this one would. Uh, redeem the DC universe, not just for my sake, but for for everyone, so that everyone would be like, not have the you know Marvel rules, DC sucks, you know kind of mentality. Yeah. But to like help people realize, like you know DC's good too. They just kind of like struggled a little bit, or you know they made some errors. But this movie, I was really hoping was going to turn things around. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, while I still you know I liked it, but it just didn't did not do that. Uh, where it, it I I I feel like it was one of the most anticipated movies of the year. Um, at least, at least for me and, and really after, after this, I don't think I have any really movies for the rest of the year that I'm looking forward to, um, up till, you know, Star Wars, um, and then kind of Assassin's Creed, but I don't know. I'm not really anticipating that one. It just looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Is that coming out this year? Yeah. In December. Okay. I can remember if it was spring or not. So, um, so yeah, so I had high hopes for this one and then I was, I was let down. And I was excited to hear from all three of you. The reasons I wanted your thoughts is because you enjoyed the other two i wanted mm-hmm. uh thoughts from trent because 
and you can you can um, rebuttal if you need to. But Seth has said you're not really a fan of superhero movies. True. <laughs> so I wanted your opinion really badly. And I have one. But how many? What superhero movies have you seen that you enjoyed, and what superhero movies have you seen that makes you not really interested in the subgenre? Um, I think Guardians of the Galaxy was really um, what would you say? Um, approachable, uh, accessible. Um, because their heroes are one very charming, very likable. You've never, at least I hadn't heard of them before, so it was a new mm-hmm. experience. I didn't have to worry about having to know, you know, stuff from comics or anything. And the adventure was fun. It didn't take itself too seriously. That's where I think, uh, you know, I lose interest in superheroes. Is that it's so silly and dumb, yet they seem to treat it with so much grit. Yeah. <laughs> so when I look at DC movies and then when I look at Marvel movies, I see two very different types of filmmaking. Marvel, um, it seems like they um, make sure that like really talented directors and uh, cast. It's not that DC doesn't have good cast, but they make sure that the crew on the Marvel films is like top notch. Like those films are good movies, like they're well crafted. Yeah. I look at DC films and I see a muddled mess. Like these people tried, but ultimately made a mess of a film. And it seems like all three DC films that have come out have been that way. Um, that mm-hmm. it's they're more concerned about how can we sell as many tickets for this movie than they are making a good movie. And I think the sooner that DC is more concerned with actually making a movie that could win awards and win the critics over, I think they'll get you know people's respect back because at this point, like they've been farting out <laughs> pretty mediocre movies from the beginning. And I don't know. Obviously, Warner Brothers has changed massively throughout the years. There's no way it's always the same executives working the things. But they've, like, had a fairly either pretty split down the middle or fairly large amount of rotten movies throughout the years. Like, Mm -hmm. I think their best, like, highest praised movies are, like, obviously all three Dark Knight movies. Uh tim burton's two batman movies and then superman one and two i think and, oh and sorry um superman returns was that critics actually really enjoyed that one i forget about the dark knight trilogy because mm. it seems so separate from everything else that yeah. dc has done like yeah. it's on a whole other level um yeah I, i'm mostly thinking of the you know just recently you know started dc yeah. extended universe or whatever um but yeah uh I you know I was watching this film, and even though the cast was relatively charming, like I could tell they were having fun with it, um, I couldn't help but feel like I th- honestly think that the biggest flaw in this movie is a mixture of the pacing and the editing, because the flow of the movie is all over the place. <laughs> it honestly didn't even feel like and, a movie. And it's to hard me. to it's hard to pay attention with that too. I noticed that because I was thinking I can't. I had no time to think about stuff. You know that elevator scene when Harley does that one-on-one fight in the yeah. elevator? That was so out of the place. I was like, what was even the purpose of that? It was literally just yeah. to showcase Harley, like yeah. more Harley. It's mm-hmm. it's to sell mm-hmm. Harley. That's ultimately what it's about. Yeah, uh, to show, hey, she can fight too. I noticed when I, today, I, I was like, man, they... They, they did not give me enough time to think in this movie at all because... And maybe I'm just an idiot. Maybe I'm just completely stupid, but... The the scene where Joker comes in and shows the scientist in the prison, his wife, 
tied up who we we suspect is his wife it doesn't explain that but uh and then he goes in and says this looks cool and shoots him in the neck with the bomb gun does he like i wasn't thinking he's threatening him i thought those were just trackers until like later then we find out they're bombs when uh slipknot gets killed off super quickly uh (laughs) but uh then I don't I don't have time to go back and think, oh wait, he was threatening that guy with that bomb in his neck. I didn't think about that till twenty two hours after seeing the movie. Oh yeah. I didn't catch that at all. Exactly. So I was I thought he just killed him. Yeah. I time did. to think about that. I guess Kindle Kindle was the only one that I'm sorry. Maybe you, you Yeah. Well I just you, thought, well obviously he's trying to get a hold of it so he can take it take it apart to get Harley on. I, th- I think if you pay mm. attention to the films that scene oh and that's most... how they invented the wave thing to disrupt it yeah so that makes sense yeah I was yeah saying... see I, I was <laughs> totally confused you, by just that need, whole scene. you just need a few days to think about it right and I wouldn't yeah, have thought about it if I wasn't doing movie. a podcast today though <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's I think... when you know it's a good movie when yeah. you don't realize well, stuff paid... till way later <laughs> I paid way more attention to what was going on between the Joker and Harley because to me okay. that that yeah. was the highlight. That's what I enjoyed the most about the movie. And we'll get to that in yeah. a minute. But uh, I talked about Kyle and Trent and Kendall. I wanted to hear her opinions because I could tell after we saw it, she enjoyed the movie, which was opposite of the last two DC. Really? That's good. Yeah, I was surprised I by did that. not care about because you did not look- Man of Steel or Batman versus Superman. Yeah, but you were not looking forward to this movie at all. Yeah, I really wasn't looking not, forward not. to this. I was expecting it to fall on its ass, and I was expecting mm-hmm. a shitty Harley, a shitty, well, not a shitty Joker, but a mediocre or not to what I expect Joker. And then I didn't know any of the other characters, so I had nothing to say about mm-hmm. them. But I, I didn't have any expectations for the movie other than that. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know who the villain Did was. Did you like the other villains? Yeah. I mean, I, when you get to know them, it, it's a weird way. Like, there's a weird character development. Yeah. It's not normal. <laughs> if if like, you can say there is any. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you get to know the backstories, but... <laughs> Hardly. It's not... I'd say the most developed character in this movie, or at least it felt like, was El Diablo. Yeah. And I still felt like I didn't get enough of him to figure him out exactly. I think yeah. It, it, I got the basics, and that's pretty important. And then uh, Deadshot, you get a pretty good not, yeah. They develop him not quite a startup a story, but you get to understand what what motivates him. Mm-hmm. Would you say that it's safe to say that what they were trying to do was bigger than what you can fit into a theater runtime? Because like I feel like this kind of thing yes. would have been better as like a and TV that's, series. That's what we talked yeah. about during BVS. The thing that uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and uh, Kevin Feige has done with their team and a group of movies is they started out with a relatively unknown name to regular households, Iron Man, and then built up this huge universe along the way. They didn't just jump into Man of Steel and then BVS. And like we were saying, we feel like that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to catch up with Marvel. So let's just throw everybody in one movie, which doesn't work. Cause then you get a bunch of characters that you don't, don't care understand about. and you don't care about, uh, which I was saying in the last or in BVS, I did not feel connected to Batman at all. Cause he just felt, I don't know him and he doesn't feel very human in the movie. I felt very disconnected to him. And in this movie, it just like, it's the same thing with a bunch of characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like Captain Boomerang, I nothing. Uh, Katana, nothing. 
Is that guy's name Joel? Yeah. It's not Joel. That's his real name, right? Yeah. What's his, what it's, is it? Uh, Rick Flag. Rick Flag. Flag. That's it. Nothing. Don't give a crap. Or June. Nothing. Don't give a crap about her. She could have died at the yeah. end. It would have been fine. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I would have liked it if they, they presented it as like, um, here's a team of people. And so let's all give them an equal amount of screen time let's give them an equal mm-hmm. amount of like a an origin story or something that's like that hard except to do. Do. their profile minute <laughs> yeah except and, for slipknot. yeah except for slipknot apparently um yeah which they how oh, they they just kind of threw him in and then he died like 10 minutes later yeah or at less than that stupid. um but i would have liked it if it would have been uh i kind of had your your anchor character which could have either been for me like deadshot or harley mm-hmm. quinn and like started the movie with the scene of uh, of Deadshot against Batman and then him like getting arrested, show him going to prison and then show him like in there for a while and then mm-hmm. he gets teamed up like recruited for this team and then it's kind of just like a bunch of strangers to him and then it's his story throughout the movie or Harley Quinn where you know her deal with the Joker, you know, give that a little bit more room to breathe, a little bit more time uh, for us to like get attached to her and everything like that and then get her like, you know, assembled with the team. Instead, we get right off the bat a bunch of prisoners and then it, we get a little... 30 second profile for each of them and so it just felt very thin for each of the characters like i'm supposed to mm-hmm. attach to like six or seven different characters all at once because we gave them a little 30 second backstory which i mean i don't really know what the future of the suicide squad is which if you know if they're wanting to do several more movies with the same characters and so that's why they needed to give them each equal background but like i didn't need to hear captain boomerang's backstory i didn't need to hear killer croc's backstory mm-hmm. or katana or rick flag really like because they're kind of just act, you know action mm-hmm. hero kind of things where de- a character like Deadshot, especially since he's Will Smith and you know he's a big budget character that probably costs him a lot of money. Like give him a, a lot of screen time. Yeah. I and, felt or, like this was Harley a Quinn, Deadshot you know? movie, and all these people were just kind of in there. Yeah, so so I felt like a little bit of that, but I would if it would have been it should have been more clear that it was a Deadshot movie yeah. or a Harley Quinn movie. So I don't know. like it. Feel like they tried it, but then also it split. Was split between Deadshot and then Harley. Yeah. And speaking of Harley, did anyone else feel like she like very um, frequently broke character? <laughs> like what well, you would expect psycho. her to do? She's supposed to kind of be. <laughs> I mean, like I'm guessing she. She I thinks Joker is dead. At least I assume she believed that. And yet, from what I be- like understand, Harley Quinn usually goes into like a violent rage whenever she believes something's wrong with the Joker. Yet she just sits there on top of a car and then continues about her business. I felt like a lot of characters mm-hmm. in this movie were that way, where they don't really stick to <laughs> their there's there's no strict like rules of them or anything. One of the at first, I mean, I'll say one of the most ridiculous parts to me was when uh what does uh amanda offer deadshot if he kills harley he's just you you'll get to go you'll get to be with your oh, daughter yeah, basically mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah okay this he's free he's gonna do it and i don't know how Seriously. they're gonna escape this but then he like shoots right past her and i'm like what yeah like why wouldn't he do that he he's supposed to be like the i get he's attached to her crazy like mm-hmm. amazing assassin you didn't feel like they were getting an attachment no. How is he's an assassin? Why is he? He just told her he never I don't had friends. Feel love. He just he got a friend. He can't feel love. Friends. They hardly he hung out. That. Yeah, and he's a human being. That's bullshit. 
Okay. He's not a robot. I get what you're saying, no Okay, either way, he's supposed he to be a like the he most insane love. trained assassin <laughs> of all time, and he's not willing to kill her. Which then later he's like, I don't kill women and children. I'm like, okay, uh, you're supposed please. to be the most amazing assassin, <laughs> in the, paid assassin in the world, and you're, you're not willing to kill women and children. Yeah. Not yeah, much of a supervillain, I'd say. You're an honorable well, assassin. Well, he used to be. And then, like, now he's uh, changing because his daughter doesn't want him to do it anymore. Yeah, onto, you didn't get this? Onto the Harley thing is, yeah, and then she's like, you killed women and children, <laughs> and, and then she's and then she's Harley. telling him, "No, you gotta own that." And I'm like, oh "I thought you were just mad you? at him." She's insane. What's going on? No, yes. that was not insanity. She, that's humanity. That's a normal woman. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I don't. Okay, she's all over the Harley place. Quinn yeah, is but not I felt I felt like that with a bunch of these people. Like, and he was saying, "I'm gonna kill Rick Flag immediately as soon as I can." Is what he tells Harley. And then he gets to the point where both of them are, both him and Amanda are in the room, and none of them kill them, even though if both of them are dead, they can't push any buttons on their cell phones. Worst villains ever. Yeah, because here's the deal. If they would have come up with like some kind of safety device where it it, uh, it detonates at a certain time unless she disables it or something like that. Yeah. But like the whole time I'm like, guys, just swat the phone out of her hand or something like that, and you're good. <laughs> Like, she can't detonate it. Like, you're fine. If she doesn't have that phone, just get the phone from her. Because if she was, like, away in some kind of, like, separate government building, and she had all this control, she's, like, pulling the strings. But I'm like, dude, she's literally right in front of you. Like, just shoot her in the head. Like, you could, <laughs> like this isn't that hard. <laughs> as but, as yeah. far as I know about Harley, like, from what I've seen from the little bit of, like, DC stuff I've consumed, it's that it, Harley only seems to be interested in herself and her put in but you know the movie ends. she's the one to defeat the big bad by saying yeah. you hurt my friends or you put my friends in danger i'm like you don't have friends you're harley quinn it's like it's only about you and the joker like i never imagined her ever yeah. mm-hmm. you know putting herself out there like yeah. that it did not seem like harley to me i mean obviously i'm not a dc fanboy i don't even i don't think i've ever read a dc comic in my life i just i played like the video games and i've watched some of the animated series and that always seems to be the root of her character is that you get between her and you get between Joker, you're dead. That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. There's no room for mm-hmm. anyone else. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, her loyalty is only to him. Has anyone read anything about Suicide Squad? Uh, I don't know. Matt might have, but okay. I was gonna say I would assume it has to be a completely different concept because she's part of a squad, and that's right. the point of the movie. So By force. yeah, I don't know. But still, she became friends with them. Uh. Yeah, which well, I did not like she's how poison ivy sometimes or that's true. yeah, but ultimately her loyalty is always to always to Joker. Right. But um, but so I get that. But I did think that um, especially with uh, is it El Diablo or just Diablo? El Diablo. El Diablo. Okay, he attached to the Suicide Squad very quickly, where I thought it was almost very very not believable. Whenever he like at the very end, he's like. I already messed up my first family. I'm not messing up my second family. You're my I'm new like, family. Dude, you just got team with them like three hours ago, maybe, <laughs> and you hated them almost the entire time, except for like five minutes ago, like in the bar. So, and even then, like it was kind of on the fence. So, and then all of a sudden, he's like calling them his family and stuff like that. I just, I didn't buy it. It was definitely and forced, like he, companionship. Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to be the most humane of them all. Like he's, he's like willing to sit in this metal tank of water forever in order to pay for his pay his penance 
for what he did to his wife and kids on accident or I guess out of rage. Mm -hmm. And so he doesn't, why would he's, he's family with all these murderers all of a sudden. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, that's the people he attaches to is other people who kill people like that. <laughs> I mean, he killed people <laughs> With before. no remorse. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know. So, I mean, I like the... What do you think of the El Diablo character? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, that, when I said uh, he felt most developed, his backstory felt developed because we got the most backstory of him, I believe. I mean, we got... I guess we got a lot of that's Harley true. during the scene of Waller talking to those other mm-hmm. two guys. Mm-hmm. And you got to see the smiles and, or is it laughs and grins or smiles and grins strip club? Mm, smiles I don't and remember. Grins. Was a strip club scene oh. with the really yeah. super I don't know. I, common. I have kind of different mixed thoughts about him because at, at one point my first impression of him was I just thought like, God, he is this the most boring character? <laughs> like, because he's like, no, I'm not going to use my powers now. And then later on, I got to think about it. I'm like, okay, he's like the level-headed one of the group. He's the one who actually feels guilty for what he's done. But yet he's so powerful. That's why they want him on the team to do things he doesn't want to do. So in that way, like, I, I kind of appreciate him. But he's just so boring the entire time. And then... Where, uh, <laughs> you know, I was expecting kind of a, you know... Until he turns into a flaming skeleton. I was, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I was, I was going to j- jump on that, like another underdeveloped thing about the movie what the hell happened there <laughs> no explanation for why he just turned into a giant yeah. monster he's not a monster yeah. he's which like i had a, to look it up and it's something to do with his origin writer, if he was like indian. given powers by an indian yeah okay because so i was, was like is he speaking weird. the same language as them i couldn't tell yeah. or is he yeah, what the heck? spanish I, I don't know it's a universal language yeah <laughs> of the gods uh, right yeah. 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 yeah yeah also did he die Probably. Yeah, I think so. I think so. How Which is another thing that he dies from an explosion. Wikipedia says yeah, he, he dies from a bomb. I a assumed, fire but he's I assumed he, was, fire. he was crushed by the rocks. Okay, that would make sense. Smothered his fire. He just gave his life for all I, those <laughs> assassins and murderers. For his family. <laughs> for his family. Yeah, for his new family. I, um, I really wanted to like the Enchantress. And I half okay. liked and half completely hated because okay. I like so, I like her like native looking dark side, but when that weird queen be- yeah. belly dancer thing, what the heck is that? What were they doing? <sighs> and it looked yeah. so CGI. Oh, it was so terrible. bad. It was bad CGI. It kind of yeah. reminded me bad. of uh, the Superman and Batman's cape in the last movie because I was just like, why can't you just? You can use her real body. For real? Just like you can put real yeah. capes on these superheroes. You know that, right? <laughs> oh, I don't get capes it. Capes aren't like a, a million dollars or anything. Yeah, here's <laughs> the thing. And I, I was thinking this while I was watching this movie, and it's why I hated the villain so much. Because really, for me, I, th- I think I said earlier, like once the movie went downhill was when Enchantress escaped and then went and woke her brother up and put him inside that one guy. And then they, like, you see this plane hatching, and I was just like, oh, please don't let this be the plot of the movie. Like, please don't let this (laughs) be the villain. Because that that is immediately where it tanks for me. And then uh, we see, you know, they're in the plane, and, you know, Harley's freaking out because she's like, oh, what's that thing? It's the weapon that she's building. Okay, picture this, okay? The movie happens, Enchantress, she's making that weapon, she's about to, like, destroy the entire world and everything like that. But instead of calling the Suicide Squad they call the female Ghostbusters. Okay, because that would have totally fit with the movie. With the whole, like, purple and blue I, thing in the sky. That reminds and the me, I spirits. felt so much like it was Ghostbusters when watching that. Yes, like, it was It was just a Ghostbusters villain. Like, and that's all it was to me. And that's why I hated it, because really, 
Um, like I, I had high, high expectations for it because if you guys haven't seen it, it's an amazing animated movie. The it's called Batman Assault on Arkham, and it's kind of uh, they made it after the Ark, uh, Arkham uh, Batman video games came out, and so it's it's a little bit along the lines of those. Um, and so it's the Suicide Squad gets recruited to steal something out of Arkham. Um, and so it's kind of that covert operation, like that kind of like what the point of the Suicide Squad is instead of just being superheroes, but, but to do something that's kind of under the table. And so they do that. So it's very like they're fighting against guys with guns. So it's very grounded, very realistic there. It's a, it's basically a heist movie. And so it's very good. And so I was just expecting that. Um, and then especially with like the Joker being the guy, like I thought he was going to be the villain. So I thought it was going to be Suicide Squad versus uh, the Joker and his goons, but then it ended up being them versus a witch and her evil brother, and they're gonna destroy the city. And you're sending in Deadshot and Harley Quinn to fight them. Yeah, um, <laughs> that didn't really make sense. <laughs> so and Captain Boomerang, like the only one that made sense was like maybe El Diablo yeah. was like okay, that's an even fight. But all the other ones like they have guns and swords yeah. and stuff like that, and she that's it. So bat. why are you sending them? Yeah, and a baseball. Yeah, bat. She, she's gonna go hit hit a witch with a baseball bat. She did. Yeah, so I don't know. It, it, I was just, I was expecting a lot more of a grounded, uh, kind of a, not a, like a, we, we talked about how BVS went to like Independence Day level, uh, <laughs> devastation in that huge scale. And so I was expecting a more, really a more grounded movie, a smaller movie, like kind of that heist feel to it, um, is really what I was expecting. And then I just did not get that. They got to make every movie Avengers. Exactly. So, yeah, it's earth shattering and everything. And so it's their I fault. Just, I, don't know. I actually felt this, didn't this movie was kind of along the lines of Age of Ultron, where you've got a character trying to yeah. protect the world with this new invention or discovery, as Waller has found. Uh, and then she backfires. It, it, it backfires and they have to destroy it. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, why why did you bring her in if you can't control her? Like, did you expect this to happen? Was was, this part of the plan or she has the heart. Yeah. And the the roster (laughs) for the the comic Suicide Squad changes a lot. So Enchantress is just like one of the people that's on there. And so I thought she was just like too big of a character because really (laughs) when I saw the lineup like uh okay, a guy with boomerangs, that's like a little different, but you know, that's what makes him kind of a, a step above just a criminal or a serial killer. And then Deadshot, Harley Quinn, those kind of guys. Killer Croc is a little bit like they made him not like a giant monster, but basically just a big buff guy with scales all over him. Can't like a, it was supposed to be like a skin condition. Can we but stop then there, you throw Kyle? Enchantress in there, which is just way too crazy. Yeah. Can we stop on Killer Croc? Go ahead. Yeah. Because I want to say cheesiest character in recent comic book movie history. Yeah. And it I was, was very so disappointing because I loved Killer Croc on the animated series. He was so terrifying yeah. with the mm-hmm. mouth that comes all the way to the like back of his cheekbone and he's yeah. so he's like stronger than Batman. And mm-hmm. I don't know. They made him into I a goofball. The ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I just hated his voice. Uh, Y'all don't know nothing about the sewers. Let me ask you, <laughs> yeah. ask you a question. Yeah, I hated that. Yeah, I like the. I kind of like the look of it, uh, where he wasn't a giant like Hulk sized monster. You know, I, I like the. Um, you know, they kind of tried to make it realistic and everything. Uh, that he was a cannibal with a skin condition. I think is how they like in mm-hmm. in production they explained it. Uh, where, yeah, he wasn't a giant monster or, you know, uh, like doomsday size kind of person, which I appreciated that they did that. But then, yeah, I just didn't like the, the character himself was boring and annoying <laughs> most yeah. of the time. 
Yeah, and it was the same guy who played it. I'm not going to even try to pronounce his name, but oh, it was the guy who played uh, Curse in Thor 2. So he did, yeah, he should have just too. stopped there, I think. Yeah, but I will say that I did like um, Deadshot and Captain Boomerang were excellent, um, especially compared to if you... I was hoping Seth was going to be on here because uh, we both watched the Arrow, and I think he watches the Flash TV series. Um, and Deadshot and Captain Boomerang have been like bad guys on that show, and mm-hmm. they were both just, in my opinion, terrible. Um, uh, yeah, ca- it was just nothing in comparison to this. Where Captain Boomerang, he was uh, cheesy in the other one in the in the TV series, and this one he was uh, a little bit more believable. Um, and he, I liked it. I like Jai Courtney a lot. I think, I think he was also for the most part, aside from the unicorn thing. Um, that yeah, he was he was very yeah he. They didn't use him to his full ability, where uh, you didn't see him showing off uh, him using bo- boomerangs uh, very well. Actually, don't you remember um, when like the... As far as it being a scary weapon. Don't you remember when the boomerang flies into the building and has a camera on it? But then it breaks somehow, the scene. Oh, somehow it's not like the camera's not spinning around the whole time. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That was the worst. <laughs> and it hovers. And then they have one part where he throws a boomerang and it explodes. And, like, like one part. <laughs> I know. Like I was I like, he, why like, isn't he using those the whole time? <laughs> Yeah, you know, supply. but like I did like we get the awesome scene of Deadshot, you know, where he's standing on the hood of that car and he's just like taking all the bad guys out with one by himself. Like there should have been something like that with Deadshot where you're like or with uh with Captain Boomerang where you're just like, really boomerangs? Like that's a weapon? Like that's stupid. And then you see him like just lighting people up with boomerangs, like exploding or slicing them or, yeah. you know, showing that he's like has good abilities with it. He's not just throwing, you know, a knife or something. He was like he that, was but, grabbing you know, a, he was grabbing a really watch at the well. time. Yeah, he's not Sokka. He was grabbing a watch and his yeah. uh, unicorn. Um, yeah. So it just, as far as the action of him, it was very underdeveloped. Apparently the guy that Joker shoots in the strip club uh, is called Monster T. Uh, He's a real DC character. And okay. he was in Arrow as well. I didn't really, I need to I need to see it again. Because I, I just really, like, I remember that scene. I think I was just so, like, captivated by the Joker that I just really didn't know what was going on in that scene. Hmm. Um, other than the weirdness that, jo- was Joker, like, offering Harley to that guy? Yeah, I yeah, think he's he, just playing like with it. Yeah, he was. No, I think he was, but then immediately turned like jealous. Yeah, because I, I was thinking, like, I was thinking, is he really doing this? Because oh, yeah, no, he probably wouldn't have done it. I think he's just a joke. Yeah, I was thinking this is not like the Joker because he's very overprotective for her, even though he's sometimes abusive to her. Then he's uh, very also overprotective her to other people. So yeah, which is a great segue weird. for that, Kyle, because one of the most anticipated points of this film and superhero films in general this year was that we got to see our fourth uh theatrical joker joker mm-hmm. and so what do you guys think so uh should we start one person at a time kindle again i loved him kindle loved him he nailed it nailed what exactly the acting the laugh the psychotic i thought it was perfect i saw the animated series. Oh, don't say that. I didn't uh, see him Trent. physically. <laughs> Trent, go <but> ahead. <laughs> acting wise, yes. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I didn't hate it, but at the same time, it's not what I want from a Joker. Like, he was, he didn't seem like, to me, the Joker has always stood out uh, from other, like, supervillains and other mm-hmm. superhero shows because he's, he's hilarious, but he's also terrifying at the same time. Like, at least I'm thinking, like, 
animated series, the Arkham video games, Mark Hamill, basically. Mm-hmm. Even Heath Ledger, like, he managed to be funny, but also, like, ridiculously terrifying at the same time. With this one, like, he just struck me as, like, a gang leader with tattoos and a laugh. Like, that was pretty mm-hmm. much it. Like, he didn't seem like the Joker cracking one-liners and yeah. gags. Kyle? Um, I liked it a lot. I know I can't think of the specific, um, like, comic series that it's... F- based off of but um it's just there's so many different versions of the joker that it's hard to say like what is the classic joker yeah but i think this is just he nailed one version of the joker which is the sdl like a gangster uh leader that you know always has his goons around him he uses guns and you know stuff like that where you know he's not so much like psychotic and everything like that but he's just uh just terrifying where you you think he might like eat you at one point or something where he's just that scary and so so i think he definitely nailed that um he was a lot quieter quieter than i thought uh where there were several times where he would just walk on scene like the you you mentioned the part where he holds up the tablet of just the guy's wife tied up and then i think he says one line that yeah let's let's see what this can do and he's very quiet he's not he didn't talk as much we didn't see as much dialogue with him uh as i was expecting so i was a little bit it was just different than what i was expecting in that way but uh, but I liked him a lot. He was definitely terrifying. But uh, the only thing, my only complaint is just that we didn't see a lot of him. That I was really, I came into it expe- just kind of expecting him to be the main villain in the movie or the main antagonist. And uh, and he was just kind of like he was maybe on screen for like less than 10 minutes, I think, during the whole movie. Yeah. So uh, so it, it it made me excited for hopefully they'll have him in future movies, uh, which I think I, I I don't know a lot of the future of. Uh, what they've been talking about because I I haven't done a lot of research for the movies, but hopefully we'll see him on screen again because we didn't see him at all on screen with Batman. Like we see him, Batman chasing them, but we don't see them together at all or talking with each other. So I was really disappointed in that way. Um, so I, I feel like it was just, uh, it was built up a lot and they didn't have him in the movie as much as people were expecting. So that was disappointing, but but I did like him a lot. Interesting. Ever, what'd you think? Um... He hated it. I'll say he's my least favorite so far. Oh, even Cesar Romero was above him? <laughs> um, Is that the 66 uh, Joker? Why? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, I just, I, along the lines Trent was saying, he didn't feel like the Joker to me. I guess growing up, seeing him on the animated series, he does, he stands out amongst all other villains whether super strange or just regular street villains but in this he just felt like a gang leader and that was what David Ayer apparently that's what he where he came up with the the tattoos and such he wanted to make it look like a modern day gang leader but yeah that's not what he is he he's he's such an a different villain he's Mm absolutely I don't know I, I was not yeah. excited. And so, and it makes me wonder, like, I got, they, like, Amanda Waller called him the clown at one point, and so I could get that, like, how he would receive that nickname, like, on the street, because he, you know, it was look, but he, I don't know how he would have been called the Joker, because he didn't make a single joke the entire time, I don't <laughs> yeah, think. Right. Um, so. Do you think he had any quotable you know, lines? I, I think a lot of it has to do with the script. Uh, the only one I remember was the, actually, and I don't even remember the exact line, so no. Yeah, well, I I can't quote him. I, was I mean, say the thing only one because it was in the trailer a lot. But just the I'm not gonna kill you. I'm just gonna hurt you really, really bad. Okay, that's uh, hardly. So that was evidently the really one they were trying to make quotable, at least. Yeah, 
Which, yeah, you get that a lot since it was in, like, every single trailer, I think. Yeah, so so it makes me look forward to him, but, I, yeah, I just thought he was underutilized for as big as a character as he was and as uh, anticipated as he was for, you know, oh, we're getting a new Joker, and he's got, you know, big shoes to fill with Heath Ledger, and then they barely put him on screen, so <laughs> it was disappointing. Which, and before moving on to discuss about Harley, I wanted to go ahead and hit up Batman real quick because I'll say the only thing I really liked about this movie was Batman, which y'all said about really? BVS. I did not care for Batman and BVS because I didn't, for one, connect to him, and two, uh, you said he reminded you of the animated series Batman, but did you just mean the mm-hmm. look in that? Um, The look and uh, just his his mannerisms, his acting, I feel like, was just in, in a lot of ways. Okay. and Well, in this movie, I, I didn't feel like it in BVS, but in this movie, I totally got that because I felt... Just like yeah. the animated series where he's like, you know, in the animated series, he's 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 not like a creature where he hides in the corner. He actually like goes up and talks to the gangsters and the villains. And uh, um, he does that in this movie. He ta- he just walks up to Deadshot and he's like, it's over, Deadshot. And then he cuffs him. I love that scene. Yeah. And then like he doesn't, also he doesn't just scene. start like punching and beat the crap out of yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like ridiculous, yeah, I like scary. It's mm-hmm. it's the same Batman I grew up with. And then when he jumps on the car and he's swinging around, that felt like a scene from the animated series. And then when uh, he yeah. jumps into the water right after putting the mouthpiece on, that part was great too. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. actually he he goes yeah. down to save her, but <laughs> and he knocks her out. Uh, yeah, yeah. People <laughs> laughed at that. Yeah, Which people I don't, laughed at yeah, that. Yeah, everyone in the theater laughed. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Which I, I like. I thought it was a uh, moment. He punched her in the face. Yeah, funny. and half the crowd was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. "It was funny." He punched her in the face. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah. It was the reaction. I was confused by that like, too. Psycho, and then her just like him, just giving her a little slap. Huh. <laughs> Which there, yeah, I yeah. don't think it was meant to be uh, comical, but yeah, everybody in our theater laughed. Uh, there was a lot of those mm-hmm. moments where people laughed at points that were not intended no. to be funny yeah and they i weren't I, supposed it to might be, funny, be yeah. and the intended to be funny rather jokes? than the movie because i didn't Nothing. yeah i but that's what i was gonna say there's there they did throw in a lot of intentional comedy that i just feel like fell flat completely i yeah. did not laugh a single time oh. in this movie even though they tried to make me it was i yeah. just didn't i didn't think any of it was well, funny i'm a normal person and i fell for all of it because I laughed. There were parts that made me laugh, but um, but yeah, I, I did think there was yeah weird unintentional comedy. I can't think of there was one at least one of maybe they're like stupid. It may have been when Slipknot died. Cheesy <laughs> that lines laughed. that like, like they gave Harley that were supposed funny. to be jokes <laughs> that no one laughed at. But yeah. I did. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So like, let's while we're still on Batman, because that's the only other part you didn't talk about was the the mid credit scene. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think of that? No uh, thoughts because I had no idea what it was much, about. Much, much better. That was okay. Much, much better than uh, the weird trailer we got in Batman versus Superman. Yeah, it was a good set. It, it reminded me a lot of Marvel and how they did it. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, too. like a uh, secret. Like you see two people in that file. And this, then that's good. The the connected yeah. universe stuff in this movie was was not nearly as overwhelming in as in BVS because. Like oh, yeah. you haven't seen BVS, but there's a, literally a scene that we called uh, a trailer. 
because it's just like introducing all the characters you're going to get to see in the future films. And, uh, but in this movie we get that little scene with the flash. That's not even about the flash. It's just, you see him. And so that was kind of cool. I actually enjoyed that. Which makes sense because he's a captain boomerang villain or captain boomerang is his villain. Mm -hmm. So that makes a lot of sense. I like that. They did that. And it wasn't forced. And then there was something tiny about Superman, Aquaman, like his death. Oh yeah, she brings up. Oh, did they talk about Aquaman? There was something about he, him. In I just it, saw but maybe him it was in just that. him in the book. Oh, sorry, he he was in the book. Okay, he, that was all. Not in her book, but when he hands her the files, when she hands him Batman the files. The files. Yeah. Okay. It's Flash and him. I'm you, pretty sure. Yeah, the stuff in this yeah, wasn't Aquaman. nearly as overwhelming. I'd just say it wasn't totally necessary. My thought is, why the hell were you trying to find villains when you had people who weren't villains? Yeah, she has the files. Your yeah. files. You're the Flash. Idiot. No thanks. <laughs> Aquaman, yeah, no I'll thanks. I'll go with Harley Quinn. I want the psychos, please. I guess maybe she <laughs> knows know. how to manipulate them more than normal people. Yeah. She enjoys it. Yeah. Right. She's freaking cold. Two questions. First of all, does did it maybe I missed it, but does Amanda Waller know that Bruce Wayne is Batman? I don't know. It I don't think very so, no. weird. I She calls him Bruce. I was trying to figure out well, it was Bruce. Well, I mean, yeah, but like, why would she give him I know, that file, but she's like, or, you need to be know. careful dealing around with that stuff. And then he was like, she says, you need to stop working nights. Oh yeah, and so that's that right. was the only thing yeah. where you're like, are you supposed to know that? Is she supposed to know that he's Batman? I don't know. That's the yeah. line. She vague. says, you need to stop working nights, and he, he says like, he if says only you knew line. or something <laughs> like that. Um, and then my second, so I'm, I'm, that's kind of up in the air. I still don't really know. Does she know if he's Batman or not? Hmm. Um, and then the other question, well, I, get, I guess if there was someone who knew, it would be Amanda Waller, but I don't know. Uh, and then what was my other question? Oh, yeah, like I'm just thinking, like, where was Batman this whole movie? Um, like, they, they say that they the reason they have the squad is because they couldn't re- rely on Superman well, They were in Louisiana. Was, was it Louisiana? Yeah. Um, I just heard the city name. So that's true. Keep, yeah, they but, were not in Gotham. They were that. probably nowhere near Gotham. Was it Midway City? True. Yes, they were in Midway City. Yeah. yeah. Which is like Hot Girl and Hawkman's city, apparently. So, so where, where were, were they? they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm just, I was just thinking like, I mean, yeah, like, you know, maybe they were they were in different cities and everything like that, but, you know, they could have given Batman a call. Well, but, it all uh, happened within like yeah, which might I justified it as like he was off finding the Justice League or like finding Aquaman and and the Flash, but then I was like, but then he at the end it shows him he's just now starting to look for them. So I don't know who knows. Um, and with Waller, uh, why at the end after being attached to this giant mystical machine that's like draining stuff out of her brain does she just walk and and i think she was upside down too right it's like sideways she just walks out of there and she's like just fine no you guys aren't going anywhere i still got my app on yeah Yeah, i've had the phone in my pocket the whole time gonna be a dick (laughs) yeah enchantress didn't take that from me she took like all my information on my brain she didn't take my phone still got it wow yeah, and her clothes are all like in perfectly intact and everything like that. <laughs> Makeup applied. Um, no holes in her head yeah, or anything. Um, yeah, I liked Amanda Waller a lot. She was uh, she was really she was a, a cool character, and mm-hmm. I thought a very good um, good choice for the character. Uh, Viola Davis. She was pulled off the. Uh, she was very scary. She was terrifying. They thought of her. She was in the Help, right? Yeah. That's what I read. Her yes. and the other girl from the Help. I don't remember her name, but the one that gives the pie to. Uh, that would have been terrible. What's her name? Oh, really? Yeah. And, and, and then Oprah. I don't know her, the name of the actress. That would have been terrible too. 
I could I could have seen Oprah Terrible doing teams. it, but I would I wouldn't see the uh, the other lady from the hell. She's not scary enough, I don't think. <laughs> she, she, she looks just, psychotic. She, she instead she she threatens them with uh, poo pies. Yeah, it's, if you don't kill these, if you don't do my bidding, I'll give you a poo pie. <laughs> I think Trent's never yeah. seen The Help. He's looking. Oh, he's I have looking no idea what it is. Yeah, Spoiler like alert! Is that a movie? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good movie. It's pretty good. Um, oh. But yeah, so why? Maybe it's, maybe I just missed it. But it was a very weird scene. Whenever like Deadshot and Rick Flag go into that room with her. And uh, and she just like shoots those like three FBI agents. What was going on there? Like, why did she? She shoot was them? erasing everything so She's she couldn't erased, be yeah. tracked. She it, because it's her fault. Yeah. She's shooting them. She left the bodies. She was she was leaving. Oh, because no it was one of the Suicide Squad members that had mm-hmm. gone rogue. I guess. Yeah. She's covering herself. So, up. Yeah, it was just weird because I don't know. She like just shoots them like point blank, mm-hmm. and it was like that should have been like a big twist of the character or uh, you know something like that where. Uh, it kind of shows that she's a bad guy too, and they kind of just gloss over it. Like they go right, you know. I think they made a joke or something like that, and He's then like, they just yeah, skipped on to whatever was next. So, yeah, they should have been like, like, yeah, like, ter- like, whoa, she just capped those guys. And so I don't know. It was very. It definitely should have been a much scarier, big <laughs> twist moment. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, whoa, what, what? That's when and I especially was like, because she like really Rick Flag is. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because like Rick Flag is given. Um, like I think right after that, that's what didn't make sense to me too was. Rick Flag gives Deadshot. He keeps giving him like flack for you know saying like you kill people for money, you kill people for money, and then um, and then basically Amanda Waller does the exact same thing. Like it's part of her job, and so like to keep her position, she kills people. So I'm like, she's doing the exact same thing too. And really, you're basically you'd basically do the same thing too. You just get paid by the government to do it. Yeah, I got, I got that. Uh, um, he's he doesn't agree with her, but basically she has him by the balls too because. She has his love. His lady. Yeah. yeah. She basically has control of her. Uh, he was originally supposed to be played by Tom Hardy, but he had scheduling conflicts with The Revenant right. filming. Who, uh, Rick Flag? Yeah. That would have been really good, even though, I mean, he's already been in a DC film already uh, in a different universe. But I, I, di- I don't know. I just, I didn't love the Rick Flag character. Um, no. Really, he should Absolutely be like your, he him. should be your big ultimate military guy. Um, like the top leader of the special ops, you know, kind of Navy SEALs kind of guy. And he was just very, not to be like, you know, judge people off their looks, but he just seemed very skinny. Like he seemed almost sickly to be uh, like the big, you know, big buff, scary Marine guy. He's lovesick, Kyle. Lovesick. He's my celebrity lookalike. No, he's not. That's what people have said. No. I could kind of see that. Somebody, somebody once sent me a picture of him from the, a picture of him from the killing uh, on AMC and, uh, it it did yeah. look just like me. <laughs> it was back when I had facial hair, though. Yeah, I was thinking when you have your goatee, you look like him. Yeah. Have you guys watched Stranger Things yet? Because there was a no. certain cast no. member of that in this movie that I was very uh, pleased to see. It was the sheriff from Stranger Things. No spoils, Things. Trent. Right, it's not. It's not There's spoiling. a sheriff in it, Trent. I'm sorry. <laughs> now the whole thing's ruined. But yeah, like I think Kendall, you mentioned this. Uh, you know, when when we a couple weeks ago, I think that the reason the Suicide Squad exists is to do covert operations that are, yeah, under the table for, you know, that the U.S. government wouldn't want people knowing about, you know, the secret kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, the movie, yeah, it was just weird that the whole plot of it was, yeah. Was basically a superhero movie, but, yeah, it didn't didn't make any sense. Which I get, they kind of explain, because, like, Superman's gone, and she's covering up her own mess. You know, the Justice League to rely on. Yeah, so that makes makes a little bit more sense, I guess, that, you know, because she was 
yeah. involved in it. Um, it wasn't a save the people. It was a do what I say or you die. Yeah. Which I would have liked because, you know, to kind of, if they were going to steal something off of like the Deadpool movie, I didn't love how, I mean, that makes me sound like a bad guy, but this kind of movie, it kind of exists to like make you root for the bad guy, you know, like make you root for the villains. Um, as far as, you know, like the Suicide Squad itself, where they kind of make that turnaround where they're like, uh, you know, I'm going to, you know, like Rick Flagg says, you know, I'm not going to blow you up or anything. And then uh, they just decide like, well, let's just be superheroes anyway, or let's go save the day. You know, I want to prove to my daughter that I'm not a like piece of crap. And so they have that kind of like cheesy turnaround where I would have liked like, you know, if they would have decided to, you know, go defeat that villain. But then honestly, I think it would have been freaking sweet if like, they would have been planning on like turning and finding some way to like get the get the bombs out of them, and they would have just killed Amanda Waller at the end. Like that would have been freaking sweet to me, what and they place. like escaped. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Like where you're just like, yeah, bad guys. Where at the beginning or at the end, you're just like, oh, they're back in jail. That sucks. Mm. Or that just makes you. So I would have liked to see that. There's gonna be another one. Yeah, but Harley got especially yeah, yeah where I like that. Uh, Harley escaping at the end with Joker. True. Which Harley was the other character that was super anticipated because this is the first live action Harley Quinn we've ever seen, which was huge, especially being she's mm-hmm. one of the possibly like the hugest Comic Con uh, female character in the past several years. Your like if you, if you yeah if you go to Comic Con, there's at they, least a hundred co- uh, Harleys at every Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah. If 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 that is the close to minimum so yeah we we've never seen it because she was just invented in like 95 94 95 for the animated series mm-hmm. uh she was an original character for that show and we had never seen her portrayed by an actual uh human being's face before and everybody's opinion would be let me ask kindle first i was just like i want to hear from kindle just because she's the she dresses up as She's Harley, been and she Harley has a strong opinion at, at about Comic-Con. her. Yeah. Twice. Several times, right? Twice. Yeah. So what uh, I know you, you kinda already shared, but what what did you think overall? Um, I was expecting to hate her. Specifically because yeah. I don't know. You give said you were gonna be annoyed by her. Like the blue and red look. So it annoyed me. And I didn't yeah. know anything about Margot Robbie, so I was like, Well, this is gonna suck. I'm not gonna like her. I think she did really well. Maybe mm-hmm. not so much in keeping 100% to it, but I I saw the crazy. I saw the love for Mr. J and the weird random talks like this and random just psycho. I thought it was perfect. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of why I think it fell flat for me was the writing, actually, not uh, Margot Robbie's performance. Mm-hmm. They, I don't know. Just, Can you think of any specific parts, like where writing was not that great? Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything super specific. I just I know that when she was on screen, I wasn't like in awe. It was more like I, I don't know. I know it could be done intrigued. better. I was intrigued every time she was on the screen, and I was in love every time the Joker and Harley were on the screen. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great chemistry relationship for their two characters. I want 
a movie with them and Batman. That part when they're making out in the acid. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there <laughs> oh was a God. lot of to the pop song. Yeah, the, I I thought the scene makes where sense for the blue and red though. So the, that made it better for me. The bar scene where she's uh she's trying to be the level-headed one. I don't know. There there was a lot of scenes in this movie where I just cringed because I felt like oh, that feels so forced. Friends um, thing at the end. Yeah, I, that, yeah, I, didn't, I was way, just not a fan of the whole she bar scene saves in the day by cutting the heart out. I was just like, uh, yeah. <sighs> but other than that, yeah, I I thought she did okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a few things. Yeah, where it made me like, eh, like the yeah, the whole bar scene, and then the just the second yeah at the very end where she like says like, well, I'm gonna join you, and then we see that that's a fake, you know, and she cuts her heart out and stuff like that. She I just yeah, me. I did love that I whole thing. I thought she was gonna go with it. <laughs> I did like the, uh, I wish that they would have taken it, like I said, I wish they would have taken it slower with the whole explanation of like her falling for the Joker and her uh, treatments of him because it happened very quick where it was just like their first meeting and then it just says, and then she fell in love and then it's like way later and you're like, whoa, that happened quick. So I would have liked to have seen maybe a little bit more of that happen or a little bit more of their conversations, you know, seeing her um, unhinge and kind of go crazy would have been really cool wouldn't it be really cool uh, but i did like the what to have like a harley quinn centric movie that's like a psychological thriller about her descent into like madness yeah uh, never, was, they hardly ever i was gonna say to kindle about her villains. look that you did get the one scene where she's in the uh, original outfit mm-hmm. and like she's that. dancing which i was like i know that it was like a it's, psychotic vision well it was a it was a shout out to um or a nod to the Harley Quinn, the Harley Quinn, uh, solo run. Hmm. Uh, there's a cover of that right there. Oh yeah. Like where there's, they both were wearing that outfit and dancing. Um, yeah, I think, uh, Margot Robbie, I thought she did fantastic because yeah, I was expecting, I was expecting a very flat performance from her. Like I think in the first trailers, like she didn't have an accent at all, which they, I think they said they like overdubbed to just make it more under like to where you could understand her and you didn't get miss what she was saying by the accent. But then they, they did have it, and um, I thought, especially just because I saw The Legend of Tarzan, like, two weeks ago, maybe a week oh, ago, yeah. and uh, which was, it was okay, but she was in that, and she was just a completely different person, mm-hmm. and so to see her, like, in that, where she's, like, a normal person, and then in this, where she's psychotic, was yeah. just, it was crazy to see, like, she, that's that's when you see, like, a great actress, is that she was able to completely transform herself in that way, and, and not I, just dress up in a cute outfit and act crazy. I feel like those breaks in where she was breaking character, I didn't see breaking character. I saw, like, her breaking out of... That's her craziness. Yeah, like, she's breaking out and being a little bit more herself before Joker, and then the craziness is coming back out, because she, the motions make her psychotic. Hmm. Yeah. Especially, like, I know, Trent, you said you didn't like it, but the scene where Joker... You know, she thinks he's dead and she, she's like about to start crying on that car and then the rest of them come up and then she like starts like, oh, hey guys, I'm back, you know, and like switches, it's kind of fakes being crazy mm-hmm. uh, where she kind of has to keep up the facade of like being a crazy person. Um, I like that a lot. Yeah. That she, she almost does it for a performance. It, it was, so I thought that was definitely really different, but like, I think the portrayal of Harley Quinn I've seen, I, I played the uh, Arkham games and in that one, spoilers. Mm-hmm. Do you care about spoilers for that game? For games? Uh, Are you going to play For them? games, not really. Ever? Okay. Well, in Arkham City, Joker dies, and they oh. release like, a DLC story after that, focusing on Harley's, like, um, like what she did after that, and she pretty much went crazy like on a like murderous rampage. That's just like what I see Harley Quinn, like how she would mm-hmm. handle that. So the way I've settled here, I can't say it's bad. It was just different, not what I expect from Harley. So I can't really – it's more nitpick yeah. than anything else. Mm-hmm. 
Which, and uh, I wanted to say, if we can see if the actors or the characters are the same age as the actors, uh, Joker's dating a, a girl who's 19 years old, younger than him. Mm. He's reaching down. Is it the character's age or Margot Robbie's age? Margot Robbie is 19 young, years younger than Jared Leto. That oh. is insane. Really? Yeah. He's, I, didn't, I, th- I thought Jared, Jared Leto was really young. No, he's 44. Yeah. Wow. wow, that's nuts. I mean, and I didn't realize Margot Robbie was that young too. Yeah, twenty six. That's that's crazy. Because I didn't think that was very odd that we have a very in this universe we have a very old Batman, and so I was always thinking like, well, Joker looks like he's like twenty. So yeah, he looks that's young. odd. But man, well, Jared, Jared Leto looks, looks young. young. <laughs> I mean, I know what that's like. I've got the baby face too. So he wasn't attractive, Joker, despite the teeth. Because he looks like a woman. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I did look like lipstick. It was lipstick. The so. red part. Well, yeah, but, yeah. It just looked like a person putting that wore lipstick. I kind of like that instead of the weird, um, like, clown grin, because it, it's essentially like the acid changed his skin color instead yeah. of just a yeah. drawn on. I do think the like, Sharpie uh, smile was a bit much. <laughs> it was really dumb. I was like, what is that on his face? It looks like he, like, passed out at a party and someone drew a smile on his I face. I liked it. <laughs> I was like, oh, he drew a smile on it. Uh, yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah, I don't want to compare him or have to say I like him worse or better than Cesar Romero, but I'll just say. Uh, it's not your favorite Joker. It's not Joker. my favorite. Uh, yeah, not my favorite Joker. I'll say that's a that's, that's Because he did a really good job. Yeah. He's just probably not your favorite Romero, Joker. But, I loved it. Mm. Both. Yeah, of them. I liked it. I'm a fan of it. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more. My only complaint is that we didn't see more of him. I want that backstory where Joker kills Robin, and I want Harley in there, and I want a Batman Joker Harley movie. I think so far Jack Nicholson's yep. still my favorite. Not mine. One thing that I think was just an element of the movie that they really could have had in there and they missed was that a big thing with the Suicide Squad is that most, if not all of them, um, have had some kind of interaction with Batman. It was and so, to be and we see a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it just, you would have thought that, like, their hatred for Batman would have been something that kind of brought them together, or, um, you know, that, that we would have seen something, at least between Harley and, and Deadshot, where they're like, you hate Batman? I hate Batman. You know, let's be best friends. But, uh, but yeah, they didn't, they didn't even mention that, but we get to see Batman taking both of them down, and that's why they're in prison. I like that, and that's why they're, that's why Deadshot's separated from his daughter, and that's why Harley's separated from Joker, and so, so that would have just been a really cool element in the movie that they kind of just, uh, skipped over, I think. So, I don't know. That would have been, been neat, though. Um, oh, the only other thing I have is um, it shows Enchantress is able to, like, cast fantasies into people's heads. And so, uh, first of all, the, the Harley scene where she dreams of being normal, that was interesting. Well, him being normal with her. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, both of them being normal and having a normal life. But but the only big problem I had that with that was uh, not her vision. That was just, it was weird but interesting to see that 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 she dreams of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that Deadshot's fantasy was just him killing Batman. And that didn't really make sense for me because that's like, that's not his motivation. That's not his perfect world. If it was somebody else, like somebody else's vision would be like, yeah, my, my goal in life is to kill Batman because I hate him. Yeah. Like that would make a lot of sense. But for Deadshot, like his, his ideal world is like being happy with his daughter, yeah. like having enough money to provide for her and everything like that. And it just seemed like that was kind of a, it was just, misplaced that um that his fantasy would be just killing batman maybe they didn't want to like do the 
all of them are with their families because that was two of the other yeah. ones. True. Yeah, that's true. Did you guys catch the baby clothes around the Joker when, like, his first? Yeah, I saw that. What's up with when that? You first see him, and he's got thinking, the knives pointed at him in a circle, and then he's got like explosives around, and then on the outside layer, there's onesies around him. Yeah, I saw that. I was thinking, is uh, is Harley pregnant or something? But then that never really happened. I would assume so. that they were planning so, on man. starting a family, and then she got captured. Hmm. It right. made me think like well, those are to. his some of his victims' clothes or something. Oh, Just babies' clothes, mm. though. Only baby clothes. He's only he killing babies. Killing. <laughs> oh, no, he's a joker. Yeah. And then her vision is them having children. <laughs> I assumed it was they were wanting to start know. a family. No, well, normal yeah. was her. So that maybe like, was a you know deleted scene or something like that. Well, anyway, I think the question we should be asking ourselves is, what do we want from a DC movie that we're not getting from the ones that we have, you know, gotten from the DCEU? Um, I want them. I obviously, I'm not super, you know, tight with DC, but if I were to watch a superhero film, I want it to be more character driven, where it's less exposition heavy, where they're telling me what I need to know and what I need to feel, instead of showing me what I need to know and what I need to feel. So let the characters mm-hmm. speak for themselves. Let me fall in love with the characters. Don't, you know, write specific scenes in like don't manipulate me into caring about these characters so I'll, you know, want to buy a Halloween costume or the soundtrack. Like show show me a world that I want to be a part of that I want to escape into. Mm-hmm. And I think right now they're absolutely failing on that part because I have no connection to Gotham City, have no connection to any of these characters. I don't care. I don't want to, you know, I don't care. I wouldn't, I'd be fine if I never watched another DC movie because I just don't want to go back. I hate everything. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Kyle. Is that what I'm getting from you, Trent? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to be too just cynical. Kidding. I hate everything. DC stupid movies no, suck. I hate I think I love I'm movies. hoping <laughs> that they're going to start getting a little, slow it down a little bit. They're probably not going to. But with the standalone Wonder Woman, I'm hoping we see something Hopefully. like that in that. That looks cool. Because it is mm, a standalone, know. and it's not Batman or Superman, so maybe they'll get it right. Um, what do I want out of them? I don't know. That's what I want. I just want the thing with, and I was thinking about this a few minutes ago. The thing with Warner Brothers is, I don't see them caring whether what the critics say or whether these are good movies or not as long as they're selling tickets and they are and merchandise they're and yeah they're, they're, yeah they're there it's working this movie, I, I haven't seen this one yet yeah because this movie even though it's getting bad reviews it's making a lot of money yeah, yeah and that's what with bvs it made it had a pretty good it, box it almost hit a billion i think it was like at 800 Seriously? million yeah. or something like that uh yeah and i yeah i i just don't see whereas with marvel and and I explained it last week. Um, the big difference between these two uh, companies is Warner Brothers rules over the DCEU, whereas mm-hmm. um, Marvel rules over the MCU. Disney, Disney owns it, the money. but they just let them do whatever they want. And Kevin Feige and his team are a bunch of nerds who love the comics, and they know how to um, work with the uh, characters, but they're also amazing producers and directors who can uh who know how to make good movies so whereas Where warner, warner brothers, brothers was they were all a bunch of jocks in high school yeah who <laughs> who, who, <laughs> who like have a bunch of money and tell these yeah. guys what to do isn't disney really proving itself in the publishing front or publishing i guess producing maybe like both 
Star Wars and the Marvel movies, like they're coming out and they're some of the best movies we're seeing like in yeah. a long time. Like, and we talked about that early on. I either feel like Star Wars is Disney, but Marvel, I mean, they're still they're still coming out of well, Marvel. Disney is they're letting them have creative freedom. That's yeah, what I'm yeah, about. and like, we talked about themselves. that early on. Um, I don't remember who said it. It was either Ian or me or Seth brought up like how people were uh, when both of those franchises mm-hmm. were bought from Disney people were like oh man they're gonna ruin it they're gonna destroy Princesses. it but when in the past has Disney ever <laughs> done anything right. bad that we need to judge it off of like that true I mean besides the the later additions to the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. <laughs> yeah right let's not talk about that um, a small part of me is hoping that uh, kind of like how Marvel, their thing is the post-credit scenes. Um, I'm hoping it would be different, but it would be kind of cool if they had a unique thing where their their thing is having like an ultimate edition on DVD where you get to see tons of extended oh, yeah. cuts or deleted scenes. Like so, I would like to see a Suicide Squad where we see lots of uh, un, you know deleted scenes and you know an uncut version or the director's cut, extra uh, character development and lines that actually yeah. Make sense. So that would be really cool. Yeah, or fill in some some plot uh, awkwardness or messiness, I guess. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. So that's my that's my one hope for for this movie, and it it's still like ever like you said, you know, I think Batman was a great part of this movie, and so it definitely um, I still have hope for DC. Uh, that I hope that they'll they'll keep on working on some of their their problems that they've had, but uh, but yeah, I definitely still I'm still super excited for the standalone Batman movie coming up, and then also for Justice League. So. Yeah. I won't be holding my breath. Same. Well, I hope not. That's like two years away. All my friends take Hey guys, thanks once again for listening to Geek Cinema Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or your podcast app. That'd help us out. And then you can join us next week for what's next i don't know we're kind of at a spot where we've done everything that was on our schedule and now we don't have anything planned until october so if you have any suggestions any at all you want us to go over something you know you want to just hear people on the internet talk about your favorite movie uh nerdy sci-fi um comic book horror whatever Send it to us to facebook.com slash geeksinemapod, twitter.com slash geeksinemapod, Instagram at geekcinema, or on our website, geeksinemapod.com. Whatever. Just send it that way and uh, hit us up, say hi, follow us, anything. We need <laughs> suggestions. Um, I'm, I may put up a... Uh, some outtakes because we had it from our Batman versus Superman episode because we had about two and a half hours recorded of that thing and so there was a lot cut from it. I might just put some together and throw that up next Sunday. And other than that guys, we'll see y'all later.